All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of season two of Cohort W. I'm your host, USWAC faculty member and current Warrant Officer Historical Foundation Fellow, CW5, Leonard Bominy. Now, today's episode is kind of a part two to a previous episode uh, that many of you may or may not have listened to. Uh, if you recall, in episode seven, we had a chance to sit down with the uh, command chief warrant officer for the military intelligence corps, CW5, Aaron Anderson. Well, what is fascinating is that Aaron Anderson, if you recall, had made mention that he was uh, selected to take the position of command chief warrant officer at the Combined Arms Center uh, out there in beautiful Fort Leavenworth. Kansas. And so uh, as we begin uh, our uh, discussion today, if uh, for some reason they hadn't tuned in to the previous episode, uh, sir, could you introduce yourself just once more? Yeah, I'd be happy to. And thanks for having me on. So CW5, Aaron Anderson. I am currently the Command Chief Warrant Officer for the U.S. Army Combined Arms Center at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, uh, as well as the Military Intelligence uh, branch chief warrant officer. I'm um, a 350 Fox by trade, which is an all source intelligence technician. Uh, and I've been in the job at the MI branch for about two years overall. Uh, been in the Army just short of 27 years uh, and been a warrant officer since 2006. Thank you for that quick update in case we had some new listeners join us. Uh, but uh, this new position at the Combined Arms Center. Um, can can you tell us about this just a little bit? This is uh, definitely beyond the typical uh, scope and uh, purview of the typical warrant officer, even at the senior levels, that tends to focus on the specifics of their branch and corps. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the the opportunity to discuss that a little bit. So, you know, it's interesting. I'm the third command chief warrant officer for the Combined Arms Center. Uh, the first was Special Forces. The second uh, was Aviation. Uh, and now I'm, I'm military intelligence, obviously. Uh, and it's great because I continue to be able to work with the different proponents, uh, although at a different level, um, but, but working, with each, working with each of the centers of excellence uh, on initiatives to move forward, both for the Army uh, and the Warrant Officer cohort. I think it's great. Um, my, my wife and family are going to move to Fort Leavenworth with me uh, next spring. Uh, and I'm just happy to be able to continue to serve. Uh, there's a lot of great efforts going on in terms of uh, Army modernization, re-looking at force structure, how the Army fights. Uh, and, and as part of the CAC team, I get to be a part of all that. Uh, so really looking forward to it. I, I couldn't help but pick up on the uh, uh, that last little bit there that the family moves with you next spring. And uh, that... Uh, leads into this next question. Uh, what's been the most challenging part of the transition to the combined arms center? Because it sounds like you're, you're dual hatting. I am in fact, dual hatting. Um, I would tell you that the team at the combined arms center, uh, Lieutenant General Martin and everybody there have been just absolutely excellent. Uh, about four and a half weeks ago, uh, I went to Fort Leavenworth and, and did a change of responsibility with CW5, Steve Kilgore. Um, you know, we spent about a week together doing transition and we had been working some transition prior to that. So I, I feel like uh, right now it's it's certainly been a pretty smooth transition. I spend uh, on average about one week a month uh, out of Fort Leavenworth. 
And so, you know, it's, it's really a different scope than I'm used to working at. So, so looking at all of the branches and all the war fighting functions from a little bit different lens. Uh, so, so it's been interesting. Um, certainly within this job, I've had a lot more interaction with the chief of the staff uh, of the Army, Senior War Officer Advisor, Ms. Dixon Carter, uh, a lot more interaction with the Army Talent Management Task Force and the former CW5, Rick Knowlton, and then a lot of good interaction across the different uh, G staffs of the Army with their senior war officers. So, yeah, it's it's been a great experience so far and a good transition. Yeah, that um, that that definitely sounds uh, pretty incredible, and I'm I'm certain that your your eyes are being opened up to uh, really a whole new um, you know level. But you've worked in in some pretty significant positions and as an analyst at, at some pretty high vis areas, having been the Intel Corps uh, Command Chief for so long. How do you think this position's going to really differ? from from the focus of just uh the and probably i would say the intimacy of a single branch yeah that i mean that that that's a great question i think it kind of leads us back to a little bit what i was talking about a few minutes ago uh, i think it's really just kind of in in scope because the things that we're looking at right now as the cac ccwo are uh, warrant officer pme uh, modernization and revitalization so uh, um, you know, and I, I've been doing that from a branch standpoint, but but now to be doing it from a CAC standpoint and interacting with the where where you worked at the Warrant Officer Career College and and places like uh, Army University and, and our partners at CIMT, uh, it, it's just a little bit different flavor and a little bit different look. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to coming up to uh, uh, Army U in, in July. Uh, I was selected for in person presentation at the army university uh, learning symposium i don't i don't suppose you're going to be there uh during that period will you i i hadn't heard about it to this point but it sounds like something i should be at so i am going to dig into that once we uh, get done with the podcast um <laughs> they, they uh you know it's a wonderful team over there and they've been working really hard to get a lot of of the uh you know just the uh the, the efforts of so many wonderful professionals across the Army University uh, umbrella of uh, organizations and all the COEs. So it should be pretty exciting. I was flabbergasted that my submission was uh, pulled up for in person. So uh, you'd made mention that you uh, taking a look at the Warren Officer Education Experience. But uh, aside from that, where do you see some of your best opportunities to engage with large army challenges while serving at the combined arms center? Well, I, I think part of that just comes from, you know, being an advisor to the the command team there um, and making sure that, that as we look at different aspects of modernization that, you know, going back to our last podcast, kind of looking at army problems through a warrant officer lens and kind of offering maybe a little bit different look based on experiences we have as warrant officers uh, to, to influence things like, you know, how the, how the army fights in 2030 and to, to influence some of the other uh, restructuring, restructuring and modernization efforts that are ongoing. 
Um, so I, I, you know, a lot of times I talk about just being, being present, you know, as a warrant officer, if you want to see at the table, you have to be present. And I think, um, you know, my presence in some of those discussions could, could help. I definitely agree with you, uh, about that. And I, I think, uh, the combined arms center is going to be very lucky to have you, um, the, the advancement of warrant officer education. There's a lot going on with that right now. As you recall, you you were able to visit the uh, warrant officer career college. Uh, I believe that was a, a quick stop in in April, and we had a chance to meet face to face. And and as you know, we're we're working diligently to uh, try to um, enhance the experience set there, both for the uh, PME student, and more importantly, for the warrant officer candidate. What are some of your thoughts now that you're, you're going from branch to combined arms center uh, regarding uh, the advancement of warrant officer education experiences, um, especially from that seat? And, and how do you think maybe that can benefit the Army at large going into multi-domain operations? Sure. A couple of different thoughts on that. And, and I'd be remiss. And the first thing I'd like to do is, is really, you know, tip my hat to, to Colonel Nelson and to CW5, Julian Evans, uh, who, who are working hard and rowing very hard to uh, to take a look at the Warrant Officer Candidate School and then Warrant Officer PME writ large. Uh, I know that there's ongoing efforts. There was some discussions be- between them and TRADOC. Uh, earlier in the week, those are ongoing. There's a, a back brief to Lieutenant General Gervais who's the TRADOC uh, deputy commander. And, and so, you know, th- those efforts are ongoing. From a CAC perspective, um, I, I would tell you that with when it comes to one officer, PME and education continuum reform, we're, we're moving out with that. Uh, the, the order's out on the street. The, the directive tells us that we need to uh, go through the modernization process by FY26. So we're, we're going to go to a continuum that looks like one officer basic the course, warrant officer intermediate course, warrant officer advanced course, warrant officer senior course, and then for W-5s, a warrant officer master course. And, and we're still kind of working on what that master course might look like. Um, but but what this provides is, is some level of PME for each grade. Uh, the idea here is to get a little bit more technical, uh, get, get the right training for the right person at the right time within the scope of a career. Uh, and get them out to, into the force at the point of need. Uh, most, propon- most proponents are continuing to work on this, uh, really still in the analysis phase, but we've got some pilots that are going to be uh, moving out as, as early as FY23 uh, into 24 and 25, and then uh, fully operational capable in FY26. Um, I, you know, I see it as we work through how to get the resourcing for some of these courses uh, as a CAC CCWO. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take some of the lead on that piece, working with our other partners at the Combined Arms Center um, and certainly working with the proponents uh, as they identify what they need. Uh, and, you know, I, I think uh, we couldn't ask for a better teammate and, and uh, leader up there uh, that's just willing to spearhead uh, some of those requirements. And, you know, what it really means to all the listeners is, uh, hey, warrant officer education's cool again, and uh, <laughs> you know it's uh, it's time to get studious, everyone. Uh, you know, you, I'm sure after meeting me, you can tell I'm 
I'm uh, dedicated uh, to uh, being an educator. I, I, I know that there's so many of us that are, and we all look forward to uh, taking on the challenge of modernization and, and what that looks like. And I know that there are a lot of well-informed senior leaders and servant leaders uh, in, in good positions to, to help groom uh, what that final solution set looks like in, uh, in the near future. So going back, um, going back to the, you know, the, just the, the dramatic sort of sense of, of, uh, changing from one position to another, you know, it's, it's never easy moving into a new, new position, but, um, you know, and on top of that, growing in responsibility is never easy. And and uh, I, I am sure that uh, serving as the command chief warrant officer at the CAC, you know, as you already made mention, there's a lot of new teammates uh, that you get to integrate with um, uh, to include soon to be. Uh, I don't know if he's pinned his third star, Lieutenant General Beagle. Um, I know he's still over at 10th Mountain Division, but I know he's uh, inbound. Uh, but you, you also made mention of uh, getting time with uh, chief of staff and, and of course, the uh, senior warrant officer advisor, uh, CW5 Dixon Carter, all fantastic folks. Um, but you're probably not the only one entering into a position like this or, or, or a situation like this for the first time. Uh, do you have any words of advice or, or, or sage wisdom for warrant officers that might be experiencing the same thing? For the first time, specifically, how do you integrate into uh, uh, such high levels of command structure? That, that's a great question. Um, you, you know, uh, Major General Beagle has been identified to, to come out and be the new commander of the Combined Arms Center. Uh, had a good email dialogue with him about two weeks ago. Um, really looking forward to working with him, uh, looking forward to being on that team. Um, so, so I think that'll be great. Um, you know, for, for the integration piece, again, I think this is where this is one of these situations where there's no magic formula. Uh, I, I think for warrant officers aspiring to be in, in one of our senior more positions, uh, I think you'd be yourself. I think you, you add value um, and you add context uh, wherever you're at. I think maybe most importantly for me, something that I've learned over the course of a career is unless it's illegal, unethical or immoral, it's best to make your goals and objectives nested with your boss's goals and objectives. I've seen over the course of a career, um, you know, both both officers, warrant officers and enlisted folks get to a new position uh, and they start rowing in a different direction than the leadership. Uh, and then it, it could come back to, to kind of reflect negatively. And so again, unless it meets those other criteria, it just need to be nested. Uh, with with the boss's goals and objectives and, and moving out and providing value. Well said, sir. And, uh, you know, that and also a phenomenal transition. Uh, thank you for that, um, because the the last question I have for you and, and really, I hope the listeners uh, sort of uh, take this one to heart is uh, what advice or, or what request would you make to the field um, regarding how warrant officers can best position their efforts to aid your work and the daily mission of, uh, of the uh, combined arms center. That's, that's a great question. So the, the guidance I get from the army senior leaders is they want their, 
warrant officers a mile deep and an inch wide technically. And so I would, I would ask the warrants across the, the force to continue to, to get technical in their jobs. And, you know, you can, you can get technical a, a number of different ways, but, but get technical. And then for our field grade and senior field grade warrant officers, just understand where the Army's going right now. Understand what the Army priorities are. Uh, understand that we're in a time uh, of change. We're in an inflection point in our Army. We're going from counterinsurgency to large-scale combat operations. So I'd ask them to recognize change is necessary. I would ask our warrant officers to be flexible. I would ask them to move out in support of Army modernization. And then finally, and probably most importantly, uh, I would ask them to be an agent of positive change within the organizations that they're currently in. Well said, sir. And, uh, you know, um, as a uh, as an educator and a former member of the uh, Directorate of Training and Doctrine at uh, one of the fine centers of excellence in our United States Army, I, I think uh, what that really was is a, not just a plug for more technical education, but as we evolve, as we modernize and change. That uh, also involves uh, warrant staying up to date with uh, revised doctrine, and uh, I know as a as a self professed nerd, I'm excited for the upcoming FM three O. I know that there are draft copies of the new documents circulating across the back halls of various institutions, but uh, I can't wait for the street legal version uh, because within there. Uh, lies, uh, you know, uh, really all the aspects of what you're asking folks to stay ready and aware of. And, um, you know, I, I think I can speak for the entire group when I say uh, we're all very eager and, and, and look forward to working with you. Um, so is there anything else you would like to uh, tell the audience? No, I, I would just like to kind of reinforce that you know, my, my door is always open. Uh, anybody respective of, you know, being inside a trade dock or on the operational force. Uh, if you have questions, you know, I, that that's part of what I do. And I'm, <clears throat> I'm happy to have these discussions. Uh, and so I look forward to that. I just wanted to take a minute to thank you personally. Uh, I've had a great time on these last two podcasts uh, and uh, look forward to down the road, maybe doing another one. So I think these are great venues, uh, great medium. Uh, and and look forward to it. Uh, certainly appreciate uh, you know your congratulations to me uh, on taking the new job, uh, and just look forward to continuing to serve. Well, sir, uh, we appreciate you, and um, uh, thank you for, of course, opening the door for another opportunity to reach out to the force. It has been so great to hear from a senior warrant officer that's willing to talk about doctrine and modernization and share mentorship. Uh, you know, especially with those that they seek to so willingly serve. So thank you so much for your time and sharing how our senior warrant officers leadership uh, can ultimately contribute to meeting the requirements for both the current and future fight. For updates on Cohort W and the Warrant Officer Historical Foundation, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Simply search for at WOHF1918 or uh, the Warrant Officer Historical Foundation. Finally, to learn more about how you can support programs like this, please visit warrantofficerhistory.org.